When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Geekscapists, welcome to episode 236 of Geekscape, your weekly movies, video games, and comic podcast. I'm your host over here on the left side, Jonathan London, and I sound like this, if you're only listening. Uh, every week I'm joined with uh, by a guest host, and we like to talk movies, video games, and comic book news, what's come out, we review a little bit of stuff, we get to know each other, but this week, no stranger to you guys, Nar Williams, winner of the uh, co-host of the year award once. A couple of years ago. A couple of years ago, and uh, now he's eligible again to be co-host of the year. And he's also up this year for the Geekscape Awards for best co-host of all time. All right, um, we're gonna catch up with Nart in a bit, just in a second. But uh, I have to mention the Geekscape Awards because Matt Kelly over here on my uh, on camera left, say hey. hi. Hey, Matt. Are you hey. excited? Oh, very. Yeah, that's Matt excited. Just helps uh, chewing gum Matt, are, <laughs> Matt, are you excited for the Geekscape Awards? Of course I am. Oh shit! There we go. <laughs> uh, he popped. <laughs> um, the Geekscape Awards are here at the end of the year But this is a special Geekscape Awards Because it's a culmination of five years of Geekscape Which makes me incredibly sad And I look back on my life and I think about the choices I've made And maybe this wasn't the best Alright, but um, here are your categories And what we need you guys to do is email in Your votes, they can be for anything That's applicable um, You know, don't be so fucking just saying Random shit, right? The Big Yanks voted for himself for pretty much everything Well, Big Yanks voted for himself for Pretty much everything. So if you don't want Big Yanks to win, uh, throw in your votes. Uh, they're due by December 17th at midnight uh, Pacific Standard Time to the email address matt at geekscape.net. And the, the normal categories are there. Best episode, best co-host, best Geekscape moment, best weekly feature. These are regulars like Whitney's Top 10 or uh, Allison's Geek and Netflix. Best special feature. These are the one-offs like when I wrote about um, race and comics or... When we had the writer talk about uh, Doctor Who uh, and how they should kill Amy Pond or get rid of her, um, best non-geekscape content. Now, what would this be, Matt? Best non-geekscape content. That would be like Nerd Rage, Fandom Planet, Brave Nerd World, Saint okay. Show. Okay, so, so, show. okay, so not not pertaining to the actual podcast you're watching. All right, best forum member. Do not let Big Games win this, please. You will create a monster. Uh, <laughs> uh, what is this best? Best, uh, I can't read what sure, I just wrote. No, no, I got it, I got it. Best <laughs> best forum topic. There you go. Best forum topic. Like, uh, would you tap that is still a popular one, where you post pictures of women in front of the net, and you ask the Geekscapist, would you tap that? That forum thread is only good when it's on the line, you know what I mean? When somebody puts, like, um, like uh, what would be a good one, do you think? Somebody that you're like, uh, Someone started uh, posting... Like cartoon characters. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> All right, like 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 Betty, from the Flintstones. Right. That's I, it. Someone posted Lila from Futurama. Lila from Futurama. She only has one eye. Yeah, but she's got two of something okay, else. Okay, you'd tap it, but you have to tap it in the, in the eye. Oh, no, no, I'm good. Please, I don't need a pencil. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, best movie of the year. 
Transformers 3 came out this year. <laughs> yeah, remember, Ojos del Muerte, your favorite Transformers franchise, had another entry. Uh, video game of the year, TV show of the year, and comic of the year. With the DC reboot, and maybe throwing the whole thing in flux. So you guys, let us know. Also, these are special categories. They're only going to come around every five years. I'll be dead next time. Um, best co-host ever. We got Nar Williams here. Last week we had Matt Kelly. But we've also had some heavy hitters. We've had Doug Jones. We've had Simon Pegg. We've had uh, Paul Shear, Felicia Day. Past winners, Ian Kerner. Kerner. Ian Kerner, William Bibiani. We can think about those. Um, best episode ever. This one's tough. Because every episode year it's ever. a Comic-Con, so you got to pick the best Comic-Con Yeah, episode. it's basically the Comic-Con every episode. Well, I was thinking it's tough because of how forgettable. Um, <laughs> best story ever told. Now, what are some good options for best story ever told, Matt? Uh, let's see. Uh, I, I have my favorites. There's there's you telling the story of uh, calling a girl Harry from Harry and the Hendersons. Yes, as a breakup, as a breakup metaphor. Up. Yeah, and her, her, she did not react well to that. Any of Laura's dating stories. So Laura's dating stories are good. Nick Gregorio writing a spec script for Power Rangers when he was ten. Uh, you know, you know, uh, That's a good one. I've, I've got a couple uh, good ones. Um, when Juan from Comics and Comics talked about his testicular cancer and how his nut grew to the size of a volleyball. That, that one, was a that was a powerful episode. That was a huge episode. Um, that was a tearjerker. But but you know what? This final five-year category. Nar telling the review of Avatar that basically just turned into how he wishes he could ride a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Nar reviewing Avatar and then turning it into a it's cry for help. Is the best movie ever because I want to ride a dragon. <laughs> Two weeks later, he was addicted to heroin. <laughs> There's this thing called Chasing the Dragon that I heard of. <laughs> Cut the nose with a needle in his arm. <laughs> it's his requiem for a dream. <laughs> um, and again, guys, the final category for the five-year awards is this one that uh, some of some of the, what we just said may be applicable. Uh, most horrible line-crossing moment. These are moments where it's like, did they really do that? You know what I mean? Time away, Zoe uh, and I talking about Asian drivers. Maybe, but what do you think is some of the most offensive things that we've talked about here on Game Game? I can say that some of the votes that have come in were for the I'm Sorry video. Oh. <laughs> you had a very let's central not, role in the creation of that. Yeah, let's not get too into that. No, no, video. we're going to get into it right now. What's the Matt, I'm Sorry video? What happened was Matt Kelly, this guy right here before you, had a girlfriend who grew fairly bored with him. I don't know why. <laughs> He's a fascinating character with lots of charm, and he looks like a Muppet. But... <laughs> She perhaps started spending more time with another man, and his name, name Jojo. was Jojo. He was a, uh, a fit, young African-American man who was actually in a video, uh, in response to our video, where, okay, so I guess on the forums, we made fun, of, or on the show, we made fun of this girl incessantly. Yeah. To the point where she cried. She yeah. saw the show, and she, she saw watched the, the podcast. She watched the she podcast. The I was making fun of this girl, and I was like, I was like, Matt, you're an idiot. You know she's going out with this guy Jojo. You know he's giving it to her deep. And I was getting like really gratuitous, really gross about it. And then you said she started to cry. Yeah. She was on the forums. We started. She started to cry. I felt so bad that I created a video called "I'm Sorry." I mean, should I play it now? No. Okay. It's all over the web. Okay, it's all over the web. That's probably the worst case scenario. Um, yeah, that's a pretty good one. Um, so, guys, most horrible line crossing moment. Uh, there's tons of tons of tons of categories, but you guys throw in your votes. They got to be in by December 17th at midnight Pacific Standard Time to Matt at Geekscape.net. He's a little troll that's going to be counting all these, right? Yeah. Are you seeing votes come in already? 
I've seen a vote come in. For, Mac, for, for, for Big for Yanks. Yanks for I think Big, Big Yanks, Yanks has hacked our Geekscape is the problem. Um, which where, it, where is People versus George Lucas on the best movie? Yeah, what is that? that, that I, think, I think, well, I think People versus George Lucas would be best non-scape content as well because there's so many yeah, Geekscape yeah, guests throw in, that in there. You can put it in two Absolutely. categories, right? Is that the best movie you've seen this year? Absolutely. You fucking... He's in it. <laughs> that I, would be my vote against it. It's <laughs> <laughs> my inclusion in the movie. It's pretty good. I thought that that was 2010, though. That's why it's not... Am I yeah, what right? do we do? What do we do? Is uh, it with festival release or is it the DVD release? Because the DVD's out there and you can see Nar Williams here. DVD release. Right. Okay, okay. I got to rewrite my top ten of the year. Yeah, you're a piece of garbage. <laughs> uh, what is in your top ten so far? Well, People versus George Lucas, Super's in there, the newest Harry Potter, uh, Source Code was in there until recently, Hobo with a Shotgun was in there. Yeah, you, <laughs> Hobo with a Shotgun, how about you, what, what, what would and, you uh, say, Nar? I'm just groaning at the Harry Potter thing. God. What happened? Oh, so bad. Did you see it? I'm not. No, I didn't watch. He's never it. seen any of the hair. Oh no, no, I've, I've seen a couple sporadically. I just <laughs> haven't. I can't tell what's going on. I like Tree of Life. I'm a big Matt Malick fan, though. Um, Muppets was good. I don't know if it's top ten material. Oh, we'll get you think to that. that in a I'm, a, I'm a Muppet fan, though. That was gonna get in the top ten. If That's like me. Like, like, like if I, piece of shit, it would be in my. Um, I have my my film students ask me things like, "Hey, have you seen this movie?" And they they're talking about like some drama or chick flick, and I go, "I don't know. Is Thor in it?" Is Iron Man in it? Sometimes if Iron Man's in the movie, it's good are enough. Are those your top? Those right? are your top no. movies? No, no, no. Um, but let's, I mean, let's talk about it. First off, what do you, where have you been? What have you been up to? Um, Catch up with the audience so okay. they can vote for you. Uh, well, okay. About Start it. your campaign. There, there's no campaign. I just keep campaign. interrupting them. <laughs> Uh, about a year and a half ago, MTV started a new movie website, and they hired me to write and host their daily movie headline show uh-huh so i was doing that every day of the week did you hate it i loved it yeah it sounds good it kept me very very busy though so that's where i've been and you know uh i got to go on adventures like interviewing people like snooki which was like what the fuck you interviewed snooki oh my god dude. where where did you interview snooki like the mtv movie awards or something like that uh are you no okay? no okay. it was the video music awards okay evening. oh yeah people care about those and uh yeah right <laughs> And, and they, you know, they had me, at, you know, the editors have, have me ask these silly questions like, what's your favorite movie, Candy? Wait, what? They have me sounds ask like, with, with Snooki, like it sounds that. like the answer would be all of them. Well, I'm asking Snooki this. I, I asked Snooki, what's your favorite movie, Candy? And she goes, what's that? And I was like, <laughs> seriously, she's like so Xanaxed out or stupid. I don't know. I she, thought three weeks ago with Time of His Own was pretty bad. <laughs> unbelievably retarded. Snooki on the couch. Unbelievably yeah. retarded. And, and I'm like, you know, stuff you eat at the movies. And she goes, oh, popcorn. And I'm like. Did you just want to punch her in the face? I, oh, I, I came so. So Nara, that, that sounds like a hostage situation. So anyway, that that I did that I did that for for a while, and uh, it's over now. And now I'm doing a weekly thing for MTV Radio, which is like a it's like a preview of the movies that come out every mm-hmm. week. They just put it up every Friday. It's like here's what's coming out this weekend. I'm not real. You know? Do we have to? I mean, where do they find that? Where does the audience find that? What's MTV Radio even syndicated on? What, it's on well, the they, there's like 300 stations, okay. like terrestrial stations that are owned by Viacom or whatever. And they that, pick it up and that, they put that, that and clip And they pick in it there. up and they put it up. But they pick it up and put it up whenever they want. It's right. like... You we got to fill this gap, Roger. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we got a minute to fill. Put Nar on. No, but yeah. Hey, guys. I'm Nar Williams. Please call call the police. Help me. <laughs> 
I mean, it's so, got to be creatively fulfilling. It's great. It's a lot of fun, and it keeps me up. With, uh, <laughs> it, it keeps me up with uh, keeps me up to date with the newest releases, which comes in handy when I'm sitting on this couch. <laughs> you just go to like box office mojo. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, Nar. Yeah. Like, <laughs> don't apologize. It's it's good, right? No, it's great. It's great. Hey guys, I'm trapped <laughs> in a box. <laughs> If you can hear my voice, I need help, please. Oh. And this one's oh, looking like shit. a winner. This one's looking like a box uh, office winner coming up. Can you help me, please? Help me I don't want to cost you your job. We're just being, no, we're being silly. We're being facetious. No, you won't. Help. Why? No one wants it? No. No, it's good. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's been, it's been, you know, it's been going on for a long time and everyone's happy with it. So yeah. You like the new Casey Kasem. Now, do you, do you have to change? Oh, Are you serious? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're making lists on the radio. It's MTV, it's Kurt Loader. Yeah, you're like the new Kurt Loader. Or um, or you could be uh, Jesse. Do you remember Jesse? <laughs> <laughs> How many people are going to remember Jesse is my question. Oh, shit. <laughs> he won. He was on it for he won like because a hot it was a second, right? Dave Holmes was obviously the better, better person. Yeah. He's, who's now like I see Dave Holmes like, is hilarious he's like a game show host yeah he does all sorts now. of things yeah yeah he, uh, he hosts the behind the DVD Blu-ray extras show on like like Spike or something whenever they show like is that a movie. where I've seen him yeah he's uh, good <laughs> oh shit Jesse okay, what's, what's, could be he the released new... a CD yeah he did no shit like yeah, no no Street music kids. Jesse and the Street Kids oh. Uh, can we play a little bit of that? I'm like, not right touching now? that shit. Okay. Uh, you get AIDS or tetanus with that kid. Um, oh, shit. So, yeah, that's that's what's okay. going on. All right, um, that, that's kept them. That's kept them busy. It's kept them away from Geekscape. Do we guys? Do we honestly allow that as an uh, an okay excuse for not coming to his original home and saying hi? Where are, I, your, where are your family? Am you know? I allowed to drink coffee on? Yeah, that's fine. Because you got really mad about the gum earlier. Well, coffee sounds fine. Gum sounds like you're. Okay, maybe maybe the, maybe the coffee's not a good idea. Geekscape is. Do we, do we allow Nar Williams back into our club? Vote five year Geekscape. Isn't there, what, what's the when's the party? Isn't there like a party? Yeah, the party's coming up in the, on the nineteenth. Is that correct? Uh, sure. No, no, I was being. I was just. I think that, the 19th. it's the nineteenth. That'll yeah. be the big test to see whether I get into that. If yeah, I get past the, the bouncers at the door. Yeah, it'll be Ben Dunn just putting in his giant fucking Ben Grimm hands <laughs> in on his you. Ewok costume. <laughs> yeah, Ben Dunn in his Ewok costume be like, no, wait. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Um, so, Nar. Yeah. Right now, what is your favorite movie of the year? Please. And you can't say Tree of Life because too many people hated it. Are you serious? No, no, you can say Tree no, of Life. No, Tree of Life, really. You uh, liked it that much? Oh, God, it I loved it. I loved every fucking second of that movie. Even like the dinosaur sex in that. Oh, stuff? I was like, well, yeah. I, I never saw it. I heard like so many things about it that I was like, I don't need to sit through that. It's cool. Oh, you should. Like, I, I mean, I, for dragons. Of course, I, I do like, like for dinosaur sex. I do like Terrence Malick, but but uh. Well, if it you just... like Malick, you should really watch okay. it. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was, you know, the yeah, it, was it gorgeous with the universes and the dinosaurs? Yeah, but I, I think what what makes Malick Malick and what makes the film so, I don't know, poignant to me is. Is, is you know there's hardly any dialogue in his films mm -hmm. and in this film in particular with these child actors it's like you see these like super key moments that we all have like as I'm speaking from a male point of view boys sorry, growing, sorry Matt boy, boys growing up you know there, there are certain moments and when you're growing up as a kid that you, like things change 
and, and you and um, I was talking about purity men. Yeah, Sorry. absolutely. Uh, and it'll come one day. And you, and you see these moments, and, and and there's nothing said, and you just see them through the camera, and you're like, oh, how does he capture the poetry of, of life? I don't get it. Nar just started, is he tripping? He's so good. Do you think Nar's on E? I think he typed it. <laughs> Snooky slipped it to me. <laughs> What's that? She just gobbles cock during movies. <laughs> okay, you know what? Fuck that. Captain America. Did you like Captain America? It was alright, right? Uh, do you like Thor better, though, right? Yeah, you know, I have a thing for Vikings. You're right. You're right. How is that going? Pretty Goober and the Viking. What's going on there? Um, That's not happening. Oh, okay. The, okay. Last, the last time we did a Goober and the Viking podcast, we were really drunk. And it was like a year ago. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right, well, maybe that's something that we explore on the new Geekscape site. Would you be open to that? I'd be absolutely open to it. The new Geekscape site is coming up very soon. Uh, Matt Kelly and I have been spending the day porting content from our old site onto the new one. The malware is not what we're porting. (laughs) We've been porting the good content, the articles, over to the new site. And uh, be excited about that. Surprise, we're going to have a new site. But I don't think it's that big of a surprise because we needed one. Um... (laughs) I'll tell you what's going to be what's in my good, top ten that I haven't seen yet is Hugo. Saw it last night. It looks. Re- <sighs> Do you want me to tell you about Hugo? Yeah, because it looks so good, and I love Scorsese, and I know it's going to be one of my favorites. Is it good? Let me tell you about Hugo. Uh, the only bad thing I can say about Hugo is that it's a tiny bit long. That being said, it's the best looking 3D movie that's been shot to date. It looks phenomenal, and I know, I know you have it in your. There are. For the record, I didn't you know, like it, Avatar. Remember, we yeah, did a review I know, I know. of you remember, I remember sitting in Avatar with you and you were checking your watch next to Bibiani. I was going like this. Like, oh, how'd this we, happen? We were all looking at each um, other groaning. There's actually a griffin in, uh, in Hugo. But I won't spoil how. Hugo, uh, like Nar said, is a Martin Scorsese movie. The visuals are incredible. He does a lot of like one-take uh, masters where the camera just follows for a very long shot. But Hugo is this little boy who lives in the Paris train station and winds all the clocks. Uh, his father, played by, um, who is this guy? He plays Watson. Um, Jude Law. Jude Law. Uh, he's only seen like a flashback, really. And his, his father was a clockmaker, and he also liked, he just liked to fix things. And the movie is about fixing things, people, machines, etc. And his father left, found this automaton in this museum where he worked. And this automaton had been abandoned, and it's missing a key. And so Hugo has this mystery. Why do they where, call it an automaton? Why don't they just call it a robot? Because um, it doesn't walk. It only has one purpose, and the purpose is to write a mysterious message. And it needs this key uh, inserted into it in order to uh, work. And so Jude Law, his father, is... Uh, is killed while they were trying to fix this thing and it was an accident and now he's going to live with his uncle who repairs the clocks in the train station but he's a drunk and so Hugo takes over the job of taking uh, taking on the the clocks and winding them and he's still dirt poor right he'd be an orphan if not for his drunk of an uncle and so he goes around the the uh, the train station to all the shops and steals things um, he has his reasons for him. Granted, he, he steals food just for for sustenance. But there's a toy maker who sells his toys there, played by Ben Kingsley. And he's an old man. His goddaughter is Chloe Moritz from Kick-Ass. And Hugo's always stealing like his toys, but he's trying to find the right gears to repair this automaton. Mm. 
And um, Sasha Baron Cohen plays, I guess, the, the main security at the train station. So he's always chasing Hugo around, and Hugo's always hiding in the walls and fixing the clocks and this and that. And Ben Kingsley has a secret. And when he catches Hugo one day trying to steal a toy, he asks him to empty his pockets. And in his pocket is uh, this book that his father made uh, with drawings of the different gears and pieces of this automaton so that they could find the pe accurate kind of, uh, you know, gears and things in order to fix this thing up. And when Ben Kingsley's character, uh, George, sees this notepad, this little notebook, he takes it from Hugo because it triggers something in him, which is a bigger mystery, and he himself is broken, and so together with Chloe Moritz, they, the two kids go about trying to figure out this problem that's been affecting her godfather, played by Ben Kingsley. And uh, the movie is really touching, but I'll tell you guys right now, if you've ever taken a film history course, or if you're in love with film history, um, I mean, these are movies like Edward S. Porter's... Uh, um, I saw you tweet last oh, night something about Edison awesome. movies. Uh, well, I mean, if you've seen any of the Edison, like, Black Maria movies or Biograph movies, if you've seen any of the Edwin Porter, like, uh, you see um, Life of an American Fireman, you also see a, great, a clip from The Great Train Robbery, but you also see a bunch of George Melier movies, uh, like Trip to the Moon. Um, if you guys know a lot about those kind of silent movies, because I'm guessing this movie takes place in 1926, uh, 1927, right before the advent of sound, uh, in films, if if you guys love film history, and I, I teach film history currently, and I love this era of movies because everything had to be dramatic, and it was the this transition from vaudeville into cinema, and it was kind of a magical period because uh, people like, I mean, I could go on, I could do an entire podcast, maybe I will in the New Geeks Game, do an entire podcast. Well, th there's history. like an homage to Harold, Harold Lloyd in this, right? Yeah, there's an homage to all of those silent actors, you know, and if you see, if you just look at the poster for it, you can see the yeah, homage yeah, yeah, to Harold Lloyd, yeah, yeah. Um, but just the magic of cinema and how it can heal people and how it can also destroy people, and it really is a love letter to early cinema, so... Uh, go see it. It's a magical movie. It does run a little bit long, but you have to pay for 3D because it's the best shot 3D movie uh, ever. You know how 3D kind of makes things murky or darker now? Uh, they shot it for 3D. It looks phenomenal in 3D. Sasha Baron Cohen's great. Emily Mortimer's great. This little kid is amazing. Chloe Morris is really good, and Ben Kingsley gives a really phenomenal performance. Um, but is telling you who he fully plays would ruin a lot of the movie. Okay. It's mystery upon mystery upon mystery. And it's know? like a love letter to film. It's a huge love letter to movies. Yeah. Um, watch it. I mean, you guys like movies. It it's cinematic. Um, and what's great about the movie, and we'll, I'll show it. I'll tell you this in comparison to the Muppets, which we'll talk about next. Um, this movie does a really good job of taking A and leading it to B and leading it to C and leading it to D. So rather than having a movie where different things happen and then this happens and then this happens and then this happens, they're not necessarily interconnected. This movie does a really good job and it's because he's a master storyteller and he just gets it um he d does a really good job of saying this happens so this happens therefore this happens right um these things only happen in a sequence and you're watching a sequence of events that build and relate to each other rather than a, like random problems with random solutions which you get sometimes in loose comedies um, this did a good job of doing more of a Pixar angle where things compound and problems grow. It does get a little loose there at the end because the movie's long and you can feel them trying to squeeze things in. But does it feel I like a it. kid movie? Is it yes. A oh, movie? kids are gonna love it. It's a family movie. Kids, are, kids will love it. 
And right in front of us was uh, Danny DeVito and Rio Perlman. They were sitting there, <laughs> and they were loving it. They were clapping at the end. And before the movie, the Lorax trailer came on, and he voices the Lorax. And so it was a bit surreal watching the trailer of the Lorax with the Lorax sitting in front of us, and then hearing his voice in the trailer, and then seeing his wife laugh hysterically at the jokes he was telling. And I was like, oh, that's sweet, isn't it? Um, so Matt, let's talk about your Muppet movie. Matt is our resident Muppets fan. What oh, question? question? I, I was, was going to ask question? about Sasha Baron Cohen because he's great. Is he? Is it? Is he, he's in a lot. Is it like comic? Is it comic? Is he comic um, relief? Some of it. He, he has a he has a knee injury from the First World War, and so he wears like a clasped uh, knee brace, like a hinged knee brace. And there's a little bit of physical comedy like that. But he's trying to. He, he's in love with the the girl who sells flowers, Emily Mortimer's character. So he's constantly trying to approach her. He learns how to smile. He's a, you know, he's a bad person at the beginning. Well, he's not a bad person. He's just a very strict security guard. And then by the end of it, you know, he's softened up a bit. But you guys know that's going to be his arc anyway. All right. Well, we're going to have to go see that movie. Um, yeah. Today. We'll go see, a, like, a matinee next weekend or something where it's, uh, you know, cheap to go see 3D. After I've watched all the Edison films. Watch all the Edison movies. Watch all the Melier movies. Watch all the Porter movies. Watch the Max Senate, uh, Keystone Cops movies. Watch... Uh, the General had a good little sequence in there. Oh, yeah. Um, the Lumiere Brothers, arrival, uh, the train arriving at the station, plays a huge part in it, including a dream sequence. Um, all, all those old movies. You know, email me. I can recommend <laughs> some, some classic films. Um, so The Muppets. Muppets is the reintroduction of the classic Muppets franchise, The Muppet Show. This is Jason Segel uh, and Nick Stoller. They wrote this script about... Uh, you know, basically reinvigorating the Muppets as a brand, uh, and it brings back all of our favorite Muppets, uh, which is basically all the Muppets. I mean, what, what Muppet would you not like? Matt Kelly, you're a Muppet specialist. What Muppet do you not like? I think that they did a good job of showing mostly just the original Muppets. Mm -hmm. um, like you'll notice, like Pepe, who's a newer Muppet post Jim Henson, is the little roach? in the movie for like yeah. a second. The little roach is barely in the movie. Yeah, like they they really did focus on the Muppet. Sh it's more mm -hmm. about the Muppet Show than right. anything else. Right. They focus on the authentic Muppet Show puppets. I got a text message from a bunch of friends that were like, I was going to wait for this on DVD, but I know how badly you need this, so I went and saw it in theater. <laughs> as if I had something personally no, invested in the film. This is the Sorry. movie Matt Kelly's been looking forward to the entire year. All year. Granted, the things he looks forward to in life is like a list of three items. But uh, <laughs> but but this is one of them. And, uh, and, and Matt, your thoughts are that you, I mean, you enjoyed it quite a bit. And, yeah, it's and, and, not a perfect it, movie, but it's still better than... Any of the other post Henson Muppet films that have oh, come out? You got fucking. What was the last one like Muppets in Space? No, yeah. they had, they had this Wizard of Oz thing oh, on it's TV. Atrocious. I mean, Disney's been doing these like Brandy as the princess, Wizard of Oz as Dorothy. Like, yeah. they've been doing these TV movies, and it's the like the Muppets can't go like that. The Muppets is a legitimate brand. Let's let's put them on the on the screen. Let's make them bigger. Let's and I think this Muppet movie does a really good job of. Setting it up so that you could really have a feasible, popular TV show again. Well, you know, which was, I would love. I would love to see a, a Muppets TV show again. What was also really crucial, I think, in this movie is everything after Jim Henson died, it was always the entire world is Muppets except for the one big actor. Like, mm -hmm. except for Michael Caine or Tim Carey. Whereas... Tim Curry. Yeah. Tim Carey, yeah. yeah. Uh, but then the Jim Henson Muppets, it was Muppets and celebrities all interacting in one in a similar world where right. you had like Richard Pryor and Steve Martin making these random cameos playing very non-child characters mm -hmm. which Jason Siegel did correctly in this he had P 
people like Hobo Joe, who's funny to both Zach adults Galifianakis, and, yeah. and uh, kids. There were so many kids in this theater, and they were all loving it. Well, did you enjoy this movie, Nard? Did you get a chance to see it? Yeah. What did you think of The Muppets? I, I liked it a lot. I, I came out smiling. And uh, I, I can't say enough good things about Jason Segel, man. That motherfucker is talented, man. That, that was mean, hilarious. Dude, I mean... Everything about it. The music. The I mean, the music. The songs that he wrote. I mean, that that was the well, thing... Well, the songs were Flay the Concords. Yeah, and I'm... Uh, it's uh, incredible. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, they're amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, holy shit. And, and so... Um, and, you know, the dance numbers and everything. And I'm usually not into that. I'm not, like, a musical kind of guy. But You're I just, a real man, man. I really had a, I had a lot of fun with it. You know, although I did think... I did think to myself as I was watching, like, am I, am I, look, there's a lot of great comedy, some awesome psych eggs and everything else like that, but I'm, I'm, I wondered how much of it was nostalgia because I grew up on the Muppets, right. and I wondered about kids that were 10, 15 years younger, 20 years younger, am I, if they were going to give a give a shit about this. There were a couple Muppets. kids in the theater who were just eating it up, but I had a smile from the beginning of the movie to the end. Um... But I think that nostalgia and all that, I think that accounts for the Rotten Tomatoes 97%. You know what I mean? Right. That, like, that, like that kind of stuff happens. I would put this movie, if I'm a Rotten Tomato meter, I would put this movie closer to like an, uh, a low 80 or like low 80s or like an 85 because the movie's really good. But like I said, in comparison to Hugo, there does seem to be the begin. The first thirty minutes are incredible. I love the first thirty I, minutes. I would agree with you. It's, it's and then a it movie, starts falling apart. It's a solid apart. B, you know, for on the grading scale. You're a teacher. Like <laughs> it's like it's a Jason solid. Siegel, you made a it's B. It's a solid B. I think it's getting A pluses because of the nostalgia factor. Right, and the well, songs are fantastic. But by the end of it, you start to see easy problems with easy solutions. And the way that they solve the evil oil tycoon taking over the theater at yeah. the end just feels so tacked on. Yeah. So instead of having a, a proper build and having a rhythm to a movie, like you have in the beginning, the first 30 minutes are just gold. Yeah. And by the end of the movie, it just felt like, and this happened, and then this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens, rather than this is all building to something huge. The audience is trying to figure out how this interlaced, complicated, fun storyline is going to happen. And, and it, it just felt you. disparate. Does that mean not desperate, but it felt disparate. disparate. Yeah, it, no, it felt yeah. like all these different pieces were unrelated. And we like it because we're we're smiling and it's fun. But it wasn't necessarily the the, the ending that the that the beginning promised. But I think that that's okay at the same. It's time. okay for you. Your standards because, are low. Well, no, but uh, I think I think that there's a level of there's a level of okay. It's not a perfect movie. It's not a five star movie. But at the same time, if Every single person who's seeing this movie keeps coming out saying, I had a smile on my face the whole time. Like, yes. How many films in the last 10 years can you really say that about that okay. actually had a strong emotional reaction? Iron Man, Flash of the Time Iron Man 2, <laughs> uh, Spider-Man 1, Lord of the Rings. I just think it did exactly what it set out to do, which is just make people happy. You know, yes. but, but, but to your point, Jonathan. I really one, liked it. I didn't love it. One of the things that I thought was kind of disconnected, and I'd like everyone's feedback on it, is... is at the, the, it was set up as Walter needed a, a place to belong to. And that's Jason Siegel's brother, who's a Muppet. And, he, and he's going to become, yeah. you know, let's Part see what Muppets. journey he goes on. And, and the, the, you know, the whistling thing was great. But, but it seemed like the big payoff was, you're on the red carpet now. And yeah. people want to talk to you and take your picture. And therefore, you've arrived or you've achieved your a dream or something. And that was never his dream dream that wasn't the setup he didn't want you know fame or you know but it, it seemed like the payoff was look at everyone who loves you now walter and like 
Yeah, you get Where did little, that come you from? You get a little bit of it when they're like, hey, go join them. And Jason Segel says, yeah, you're, you're with them now. And he goes and joins the Muppets in celebration and this and that. Um, but being tossed but, up but, in the air. But he did disappear for a good 20 minutes of the ending. Yeah. And I was like, okay, where's our one of our two main characters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he literally disappears for like 15 to 20 minutes at the end of the movie. You but but we we are griping because yeah. it was a, it's a yeah. fun movie. It's, it's, you're gonna want to see this. It's it's you funny. You're gonna want to see the well. Matt Kelly's saying you have to see it. Was there a Muppet unit like though? Not really. I, really, Pee-wee? I like I like. I couldn't stand uh, Pee-wee. That's how she is though. Yeah. And I, I I thought her solution for joining them was a little weak. Yeah. You know, but you're right. Uh, I thought, I like Dave Grohl. I didn't like how they treated Dark Black. I thought that that could have been satisfied better. Um, but you know what? We are nitpicking a movie that does yeah. make you feel all good inside. It's true. Songs were awesome. Amy Adams is in it, which is one of the biggest positives. I want her to be in every movie because she's so adorable. Um, yeah, we're just nitpicking the Muppets. And we're so are you a man or a Muppet, Matt? Oh, I'm a Muppet. You're a Muppet. I look like a fucking Muppet. Look at him. Just look at this guy. <laughs> hey, guys. He's got fur. He's a Muppet of a man. He hasn't even gone through puberty, but he's got fur. <laughs> look at him. I've been trying to tell you to shave, but it goes, bloop. And it pops back. Um, the best movie out of the three movies I saw this week, because I have a third. Jesus. I love movies. And I love uh, I saw entertaining appearance. What would you see? Dangerous Method. How was that, the one with uh, with uh, Michael Fassbender and, and Viggo Mortensen? Yeah. Yeah. And it's about what? Uh, it's about, about, it's about Sigmund Freud. It's about, uh, it's about Freud and Jung um, and kind of... I went into it thinking it was it was about why Jung broke away from Freud's school of thought in psychology in the early, you know, twenties. Uh, this is David Cronenberg directing. And Cronenberg directed, which you know, I I I'm not a big fan of Cronenberg. On the, I liked Eastern Promises, but there's mm-hmm. not a whole lot I've seen from him. Do you like? I, like uh, I mean, talking about that phase of his career, did you like uh, History of Violence. No. Did you like? Is did it, you? Uh, yeah, it was okay. Did you like? Is this dance? I'm kidding. I, I just have to say it like yeah, that. Yeah, I actually did. That's a, that was, that was like yeah, 20 no, years I know, ago. I know. Um, no, it was like 10, I guess. Because it had Jude Law in it. Yeah, yeah. It was mid-90s. Mid-90s. Okay. Right? Well, late I, think, 90s. I think Jude Law came on the scene in like 97 when yeah, he was in Gattaca. Say, okay, it was late 90s. Gattaca and Talented Mr. Ripley. A- a- anyway, um, so it's a Cronenberg film. If you like Cronenberg, I don't know. <laughs> Um, I, I, it's hard to be objective because I'm a really big fan of psychology and so and, and, and Jung and stuff and like I'm into the subject matter. But God, Karen Knightley in this movie—it's like, does, does does her teeth bother anybody else? See, you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You're doing it. Prana mouth. And, and and her character, but her character in this film is like really like kind of pent up and she's hysterical. Like she's like psychotic. And so she's doing that like even more, like the, throughout pr- the, the whole Pranamo? thing. It, yeah, and there's a YouTube. Uh, if you guys Google it, uh, there's a YouTube with, where a bunch of Karen Knightleys take down a cattle trying to cross a, a river, <laughs> <laughs> trying to cross a river in South America. Oh wait, those are Pranas. Never mind. <laughs> uh, I can't. You know, the movie's okay. I, I thought it was a little over the top. Like it's like. <laughs> I want someone to edit that video. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Karen Knightley, Pranamo teeth. Every scene of Vigo's amazing in it. Fassbender's amazing. They're really great. But but like every every shot of Freud, he's like chomping on a cigar. And like at first, you kind of smile, like ah, I got it. But after a while, it's like every he shot. He starts blowing a cigar. Shot, he's like deep throating a cigar, <laughs> and we're like, we get it. It's a penis. It's like you know, it's just a little over. The, he's you know, juggling from, the fucking cigar balls. Yeah, it's just Cronenberg's a little like that, but. Uh, you get it? It's, it's a DVD rental. 
It's a DVD rental. You hear that? Um, okay, let, let me talk about this last movie a little bit. The fuck off movies. Um, the best movie out of the three that I saw this week, uh, The Descendants. Really? Alexander Payne and George Clooney. Wow. And George yeah. Clooney's... God, I, Payne I, hasn't made a movie in forever. Well, Alexander Payne hasn't done a movie since Sideways, but he, he's produced some things. He produced... Uh, what was this one? Um, the one with... Uh, I, you Ed, know, a lot of people are saying what you're saying, that Descendants is... Descendants is fantastic. George Clooney plays this uh, this father who is a, a lawyer living in Hawaii, and he starts out talking about how Hawaii isn't like paradise normally. It, it, it's like every, it's like anywhere else, right? Uh Cancer looks the same, the homeless look the same, the people look the same, it just happens to be on an island. And they, in Alexander Payne in, in the camera in this movie really does a great job of showing the normalcy of paradise, like the normalcy of living in Hawaii. And the movie opens with George Clooney working in a hospital, uh, and he's looking over his wife who is in a coma. And George Clooney has to uh, basically juggle his wife in a coma and the decision on whether or not to pull the plug with his two young daughters like a 17 year old and a 10 year old and juggle what they're going through emotionally without when the mother was the one who usually handles these kind of things and on top of that he is the um he's the main person in a, in a group of cousins that own a trust uh, of land in hawaii that is one of the biggest trusts of lands it's a it, they, they can get millions and billions of dollars for this thing but they have to decide who to sell it to and what to do with the land and so on a on a on a personal level he's in a lot of flux and on a social uh local level he's in a lot of flux because a lot of people don't want him to, them to sell the land they just want to dissolve the trust and donate the land or whatever but they don't want a bunch of more tourist attractions or hotels springing up in hawaii um so he's really having a lot of problems uh keeping all the plates spinning and George Clooney's performance is fantastic. Uh, Alexander Payne is as good as he was with Sideways, right? And Sideways was this movie where you're thinking, oh, it's just a bunch of guys on a wine trip for a bachelor party. How can it be good? Or how can it be that entertaining? The movie's phenomenal because there's so many great things interpersonally going on between He's the two. He's got a good track record. He's both, got a great based track on record. A novel too. They're, they're, yeah. they're both based on This a novel, movie was so good. And it's very, as uplifting as it is, it's also very sad. Uh, I actually found myself during the Kermit scene the next day uh, watching the Kermit in the hallway singing to all the memories of, the, of his Muppet friends who have now kind of gone in different directions. I was like, shit, this is sadder than Descendants. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to cry too. But the Descendants, it, it, it's sad, but it also uh, it also says a lot about uh, how we're able to heal ourselves and heal each other and um, how we're able to, even with all these things going on, like loss and, uh, and and families in flux, you're able to continue to persevere and you're able to continue to uh, to be there for people. And he kind of learns how to do it throughout the, the movie. Uh, go see it, guys. I think it's a really, really great movie. I think George Clooney and Alexander Payne are two people that you're going to hear about it at the Oscar time. But also his, his teenage daughter, the 17-year-old girl, who's, what's this show on TV that she's in like? Um, I hate my teenage daughter or something like that is she's on some show some sitcom at night and she was awesome in this movie um, it also has what's the name of the, um, Matthew Lillard's in this movie I didn't know it until oh, he showed nice. up on screen I was like Matthew Lillard's in this movie hell yeah where's Freddie Prince and Matthew Lillard's really good in this movie he's really good in this movie he's just come back home. and Bo Bridges and, uh, and, and Judy Greer 
who is in uh, Arrested Development. She played the secretary in Arrested Development. I mean, the whole movie is really, 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 really good. Uh, it, it might be my favorite movie this year. What do you think about that, Matt, looking at the Geekscape Awards? I don't know. It's, a, it's the first time you said that about a non-sports film. I know, I know. <laughs> is it in wide release, though? It's not. It, it's 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 expanding. So okay. by this weekend, you guys might have it near you. Okay. So I would go. It's here in L.A. No, I, I would go see it if you want to cry. Okay. You know, because because it, it, there is a lot of hospital. There is a lot of death. Do you need a good cry? Watch Geeks Game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, if you if you need a good cry, this is a perfect movie. If you don't need a good cry, you need a little escapism. Far Escape on Blu-ray. I'm about to break this bitch open. You know, I, I got about halfway through it on the DVDs, and now Laura and I are, are like on, I guess we're somewhere in the second, towards the end of the second season, now we're going to watch it up on Blu-ray. This is, uh, A&E sent this to me. Blu-ray set of the entire Farscape series. I love A&E right now. Ex- I love A&E right now. Uh, except the Peacekeeper Wars aren't on there, the, the movie that tied everything up at the end of, uh... Oh, fuck them, man. No, I mean, Peacekeeper Wars, you can still get, ah. uh, Guys, I've said it before, this is my favorite sci-fi series. Have you seen this, Nar? Yeah, I haven't. I haven't watched the whole. Uh, I haven't watched the whole series all the way through. You got bored? Like you've told me a million times to do. But it is in my Netflix queue. Guys, the only reason there's a Geekscape, well, with it's the because name of Geekscape, it's because I named it after Farscape. Okay, so Annie, come after nerd. me. Uh, oh, huge nerd! But this is Geekscape. Like, what am I gonna do? I can't, I can't hide, fool. <laughs> what am I gonna hide? I built a site called Geekscape. Can't act cool now. It's been five years. <laughs> it's too late. It's almost five years of my life down the drain for you guys. Um, also, this is kind of weird news. Uh, speaking of sci-fi, where Farscape originally aired, uh, I guess fi- sci-fi is developing a Booster Gold series. Oh my gosh! When I saw this, I thought of Brian Gilmore because doesn't he have a big heart on for Booster Gold? Brian Gilmore. What does Brian Gilmore not have? A- well, first off, it's impossible for Brian Gilmore to have a big heart on it. Okay, no- nothing. Nothing on that kid is big. All right, except the ego. Uh, I would say, I don't know. I, I don't know, but, but Booster Gold as a TV show, didn't he, wasn't there an episode of Smallville with Booster Gold? Yeah, there was like, a, yeah, there was like one episode. But now Sci-Fi Channel. Which never another. ends up ever making anything they announce. So just don't get your hopes up. It's like literally, you see this shit. Yeah. Every two or three months, Sci-Fi puts out some kind of press release saying, we're making... An orig- a slate of original sci-fi shows, and they list what they are, and they never fucking happen. Or they do happen, and they end up being like Eureka or Warehouse 13. Stevens people Prescott watch, had, people a de- had a semi-decent idea with Booster Gold, though. What do you think? Well, Make a Doctor Who. Well, that's the thing. He actually said it. He's like, instead of trying to do an Americanized version of Doctor Who, just take the time travel aspect of Booster Gold... And use that instead as your motivation because it's a similar concept of traveling through time to fix situations. Steven, we like your idea. We know you just want another Doctor Who series. Well, he just doesn't want an Americanized Doctor Who series. You know, fuck it. He hits his head against an accent. Does that make you feel better? (laughs) All right. Does that make you feel better, Steven? Steven Steven right now is, uh, you know those uh, fleshlights? Those things that look like vaginas? He he wants one built like a Dalek. (laughs) Or (laughs) you. Or he was one built like the fucking TARDIS. He wants a TARDIS. He wants a TARDIS he can smack off on. Sell that shit and make some med cash. Yeah, like a fucking a fucking TARDIS flashlight. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Thinking about it. You know, the Gate Safe Store. Maybe a TARDIS flashlight. I don't think we could handle the lawsuits for that shit. 
But see, right now, Stephen Prescott's going. <laughs> He's voting yes on that one. I'm going to get an email. Can you guys uh, refrain from making fun of me on every episode? <laughs> to be honest, Stephen, you make fun of Matt Kelly on every episode. <laughs> he just side <laughs> off camera. He goes, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. What should we be watching, Nar? Uh, on TV? Yeah. Walking Dead? Well, Boardwalk Empire is the best show on TV. Not the Talking right Dead? Now. Not the Talking Dead? Fucking blah, 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 blah. Zombie, well, blah, 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 blah. on that fucking Go, shit, get dude. started. Oh, this is your forum. Oh, God. Oh. How long have they been looking for Little Girl? Little Girl's dead. If that little girl shows up, it isn't mumbling and walking like a dead person. Bullshit. Why does Rick Grimes say everything like Come this? On. Everything's so earnest. Everything. And then Lori he is says, annoying. Hey, we need water. I would everything. I would feed. When Shane starts being the most likable character, it's no. a problem. No, and he's, <laughs> and not. he's not. He's no. not. And Shane. Let but, me, but I do want him to kill Shane, everyone. What, I just what want is him Shane to... on? You asked me what I was on. What is Shane on? Every shot of Shane is him going. He's like tweaking the he's whole going, time. He's like. <laughs> I've got so many internal issues. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, come on. Uh, I lo- I like Daryl. I know he's a fan favorite, you know, but he's also a great actor on that show. Uh, the guy who plays Daryl, Daryl uh, um, Norman Reedus, who I saw. Like I guess Shane and I were at ZombieCon, and Norman Reedus and the other dude from Boondock Saints were sitting at a table, and we watched. Shane said he, I was turned away from the conversation at their table, but like one of the helpers for ZombieCon came. Like we were at the bar, at uh, in like the barrier of the hotel, and this this like assistant for ZombieCon came over and just like started talking to them and they were at a table and Norman Reedus picked up a fucking handful of fries and threw it in his face. Classy. Whoa. It was fucked up. If I'd have seen it, we would have said something. But I didn't fucking see it and we're all in a conversation with my backs to it and Shane's just like, about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> and I was like, what? Just threw it in his face. I'm like, what the fuck is that shit? Makes me not like the dude anymore, for real. Well, it's hard to. In, but, but in all honesty, the guy could have said, "Excuse me, sir, you throw can you some throw fries some fries in my face?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like maybe, "What did the guy say maybe, to him?" Maybe he came over and goes, "Nah, nah." <laughs> what else are you watching? Yeah, did you try uh, Grim out? What did you I didn't try Grim out, but but of course we're watching. Like, Grim's not bad. I've watched four or five episodes of it, and uh, it's you know it's a little formulaic, but it's a network show. Mm-hmm. But it's fun. I like the premise of it. Yeah, um, I think Laura wants to watch that. The premise is cool. Uh, did you try Hell on Wheels? Yes. What do you think? So far, I 70, 60% like it. Yeah. Is that right? I'm it's about like a 60, right, 70%. Yeah, about the same place. Yeah. And like Laura's like, like, do you want to stop watching this? And I was like, let's quite... give it one more. <laughs> let's give it one or two more. Because we, because uh, Falling Skies tricked us for a long time. For the first, I've like, never tried it. Oh, for the first third of Falling Skies, you're like, it's gonna get good, right? It's gonna get good. And then there's one sequence in Falling Skies where you realize other humans are kidnapping children just to give them to the aliens to keep themselves safe. And you're like, ooh, cool. this is starting to get more interesting. Yeah. Which, I mean, you bailed on Terra Nova after the first two part Fuck, thing, I, right? I didn't even watch it. Was it was fucking terrible. I never Nova. even tuned into that. It was no es bueno. Nothing but about it. This last episode of Hell on Wheels was like pretty snorefest, man. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I wanna see it, but. I'm not, uh, but I'm I'm definitely prepared to erase the DVR and just clean out the DVR. But you know it's tough because it's a it's a you know I'm a sucker for Western and like Civil War era stuff. Of course, it's AMC you know it has some decent writing to it, some good directing, but it's like ugh. American Horror Story is the one I hear is awesome. Oh yeah, I hear a lot of good things about that. But I neither of us are watching it. No. Yeah, now uh, Bo Ryan thought it was great. Is he a big fan of that? He thought it was good. Thought a lot of good. people tell me that. Yeah. 
Um, are you reading any comics? No. What's wrong with you? DC reset their continuity yeah, to number one just to get people like you yeah, back to suck me back, back to comics. I did hear that Batman and Catwoman kind of. That kind of they did. Yeah. Okay. How's, how's that make you feel? Um. Well, now that you touch me, <laughs> um, I don't know how. How did that shake up? I was um, like, how's that working? There are too many Batman books and there are too many Superman books, but the DC Fifty Two relaunch is a huge sales success. Where? But is, is it good? Well, before that. Yes, a lot of it is good. Before uh, the the DC reboot, you'd have a sales report every month where Marvel had eight of the top ten books. Mm. Uh, and it was consistent for like ten years. Now, in September, and they repeated it in October, DC has basically eight or nine of the top ten books. The, mass, like the vast majority of the top 25, and supposedly they have 50% of all comic book sales. So how long till Marvel it's ridiculous. resets everything? You think? Well, Marvel missed their chance. They already have an Ultimate Universe, which is roughly. I mean, this is like a That's this right. is like a watered down Ultimate relaunch for right. DC. It's not as drastic as the as the Marvel uh, Ultimates changes were, um, but um, it just is a streamlined, better DC universe. It's smarter. It's a lot more fun to read. It got rid of a lot of the stuff that that they were hanging on to with uh, the old. Uh, golden age where you had these like cheese ass like 1940s 1950s concepts of of comics uh everything's modern and it feels fresh uh there are too many batman books uh, i wanted to continue to read david finch's dark knight which because I, I do like his artwork but that comic's starting to get silly like they, they, they wanted to go talk to uh they wanted to go find poison ivy and this is how silly it is uh it's the flash and batman who uh still tentatively don't trust each other by this time they trust each other when it started out in the Justice League book it's five years prior they don't trust each other but I guess they have a working relationship now and the Flash gets taken out by literally moving a vine and pricking his thumb on a rose thorn or like a thorn and Batman be like quickly there's poison in there and it's going to uh it's going to go into your heart so you have to run as fast as you can to beat the to 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 go, so your metabolism and your heart to rate go too off. fast to burn it off. <laughs> and, and so Flash is like, sorry, Batman, I really wanted to help you. And he, <laughs> <laughs> he just takes off running. And I was like, what a little bitch. I didn't know you could burn off poison. He did. He got taken out by fucking pricking his thumb on a thorn. I was like, you're a little bitch. And then uh, the, the Superman title, not Action Comics, but the actual Superman title that George Perez is, uh, is writing and doing the, he was doing the outlines for, I know that they've already changed the creative team on that, but damn is it boring. Every, every page is like nothing but blah, 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 blah. It's like The Walking Dead, blah, 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 blah. It's like, what is this? I, don't, I want to see Superman doing Superman things. I don't want him to, I don't want... I don't care about the drama at the Daily Planet getting taken over by a big uh, corporation. I don't care about any of that stuff. I want to see Superman fight things. And maybe a little bit of her, uh, like interpersonal relationship. Ma and Pa Kent, they're dead. They didn't even so have, they want, didn't even have a chance. No in the DC. No, no, it's, it, I want character development or I want character development in the course of action taking place. I don't want character development in the, in the course of reading balloon, word balloons. Right, you know what I mean? It's called action comics. Well, this one's Superman. Action Comics is still a pretty good one. Grant Morrison writes that one, and it's cool. It's it's a it's it's a younger Superman. He's still wearing jeans. Those are some fucking tough jeans. I gotta tell you, he's getting thrown into the walls, but the jeans look fine. You know, or, or unless he's donating the jeans to hipsters all torn up. 
What do you think of the Zack Snyder Man of Steel thing? I'm looking forward to it. I don't care. After seeing, oh, yeah, I after seeing, heard, no, no, no. I forgot he liked Watchmen. I did. I did like Watchmen. But uh, after seeing Henry Cavill and um, Immortals. I didn't see it. It's good? No, it's not. But he is. <laughs> it is not good, Nor. I mean, it looks like 300. I mean, It's not even that good. But it is a bore fest. But he is awesome. Okay. He is really charismatic. He's, he's, he's going to be an awesome Superman. I'm looking forward to it. Aren't you? I'm looking forward to see what Michael Shannon does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he's so creepy in Boar Boy Empire. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to see what he I does. I talked to him at Swingers. I was sitting at the counter, and Michael Shannon was next to me, and he had just gotten some CDs from Amoeba, and some of it had kind of gotten into my space, and I was like, oh, like, what'd you pick up? We had a nice little conversation about music and stuff, and dude was totally cool. Really cool guy. Michael Shannon, I, this was maybe two years ago, mm-hmm. and since then, the dude's just been knocking him out of the park mm-hmm. with, like, Gimme Shelter, all these festival favorite movies. I guess he did Revolutionary Road. He did one and with, uh, got, like, a Best Supporting Actor he did nomination. He Werner Herzog, too. Mm-hmm. And this dude is just kicking ass. Now he's going to be Zod. I'm excited about it. Yeah. But I have to trust that Christopher Nolan will make things a little bit more cerebral in the producing side than yeah. what I've seen from most Zack Snyder movies so far. Agreed. Except Watchmen, which was awesome. Um, <laughs> what are you playing now? So you went to Black Friday. Let's use the rest of the time talking video games. Last week you got my Zelda review. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Black so, Friday. So- you, dr- you braved it. Yeah, so I haven't played a lot of video games in the last few months. Like I, 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 I've just been too busy, and you know, I played that one fucking boring shit. What? Shit when it came out, uh, La Noire. La Noire. Played that. When I it got came to like out. the. I, I made it like ninety percent. Everybody of the game. says that. I made it like ninety percent of the game, and I was just you like, get you know what? You get, everyone gets to the same point, and you're like, you know what? I'm doing the same thing, yeah. <laughs> and you just kind of give it up. So uh, I've missed out. You know how you know how October and November and everything is. All these. Anyway, um, I um, I like playing Xbox Live with my brother who lives in Colorado and like finding games that you can play through a campaign on. Gears so, of War three. So, so so stoked about Gears of War three. Did you pick it up on Black Friday? So that's what my goal. Yeah, was on Black Friday. I went to Best Buy at two thirty twelve thirty a.m. The one by you. The night of Thanksgiving. Yeah, I was pretty drunk, but there was. There you got Gears of War three. Yeah. Are you drinking a lot, Nora? Yeah. Are you in a place? Like, no, not at all. In fact, it was the first time I drank in like The heroin, I mean, not to say it's not, like, like I'm glad you're off heroin with the whole <laughs> dragon thing. I'm glad you kicked that. No, I'm not drinking. You've healed up. Arm's looking good. I have to check between your toes later. It's, it's on the neck now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck by a cat. What happened to your neck? No, it was my cat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. I, I, I did actually get fucked by a cat. No, um... <laughs> So you drove so anyway, to the Best Buy? No, but dude, did they let you in the door? No, fuck that! It was there was a line. Was this on Thursday or Friday? This was Thursday Thanksgiving, night. Thursday night, twelve thirty. Because they are all doing that early shit. Yeah, and the line was just clear around. You've seen, you've been to that. I before. camped out for the week. It, there, you did. I got fucked by a bus. Okay, well, I just walked past that thing and I was like, "Fuck all that shit." There's no way I'm waiting in that fucking line. I'll go tomorrow, and it was like twenty nine ninety nine at Best Buy. Here's a worth three. Right. That's why I went there, and right. then I went the next day, and they were all gone. But I went next door to Target conveniently. Because I, I, I because called you. he texted me. And I called said, you. I left Yo, this big thing. I was reading that Target. I, I, I called Nara. $37. Thursday, I called Nara. This is my little thing. And I called Nara and I go, Listen, Nara, I really know that you want Gears of War 3. So I did a little Google on the best prices of Black Friday. 
they'll never fucking do Black Friday. You know, you can anything you buy on Black Friday and get mangled and stomped on for, you can find online for the same price. Yeah, that's true. And so I just called Nara and I gave you like a rundown of every price and where it was. I got so you go to Target. I got the Target they had it, and see I, the whole thing was I was buying two copies, one for me and one for my brother. Okay, so for sixty bucks, which is what I bought it for, mm-hmm. you got both. So now I got both, and I'm standing in line, and then some dude's like, "Hey man, someone got pepper sprayed at Walmart." That's and true. I'm like, "Yeah, cool, whatever." Um, but the thing is, is like now I have Gears of War three. I can't play it yet. Why? I can't play it because I, I have to wait for it to get you to mailed, my brother in Colorado. Did you put it in the mail? I have to put it in the mail tomorrow. When's this? Sh- it's when been, does it come it's, out? It's When's the show come out? Well, it's gonna be out like Tuesday, Wednesday. So it's in the mail now. It's got to be in the mail by then. Nar, you had Friday to put it in the mail. You had Saturday to put it in the mail. Yeah, I was hungover. You, how long were you trying? Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> it like, was like, 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 Nara, it was Thanksgiving. Dar, are you drinking yet? It was, no, no, it's good. <laughs> no, no. Um, are you sure you bought Gears of War three? Yeah, I did. I did. I did. I did. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. No, I ended up getting the triple pack thing. No, no, um, listen, listen. No, I got. But, but, but I can't, no, you don't, I can't not, play it because no, then my no, brother will see me on Xbox. No, so no, I play no. it. He'll be like, whoa, no, no, whoa. You, you tell him that his brother's irresponsible and it is in the it is in the mail. Meanwhile, don't jump in the campaign yet. Wait for your brother. Meanwhile, get online with us and just play horde mode. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like if he sees me on Xbox Live and I sees me playing Gears of War three, he'll be like, "Dude, what the fuck? You got Gears of War 3? And then I'll ruin my surprise that he's about to get it. Oh, it's a surprise. It's a surprise. It's a surprise. Because you told him it'd be great to play this with you. Yeah, it's an early so, Christmas gift. So it's what, a surprise. So what do you do if while it's in the mail you get a text and it's like, "Dude, mom bought me Gears of War three <laughs> on Black Friday," and I'm like, "Fuck." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give it to Matt Kelly. Doesn't even have an Xbox. My mom, my mom doesn't know what Gears of War is. <laughs> right. I'm not worried about that. Uh, yeah, I'll throw it over to, to my Just hop, just just hop on with me. When, when when does he work? He works. Yeah, he works. I'm thinking. Okay. When does he work? Okay, we can play during the day. Does he have a girlfriend? Yeah. Just call it like bring her in on it. Be like, listen, I really want to play. Do something. Can you just like blow him or yeah. something? Right. He'll, I mean, if he ends up finding out, it's like, hey, but I got you blown. <laughs> you know what I mean? He can't get mad. Okay. Okay. Right? Well, I mean. You really want to play Horde with me? Yeah, it's fun. Or do you just really want my brother to get blown? Hey, man, both. I'm <laughs> down with both you guys. But Horde is Horde's the reason I would continue to play that game. The campaign was fine. It was fun. I played with Andy Boy, our Geekscape games writer. I played with Andy Boy up in, um, in Boston. He's awesome. And we enjoyed the campaign, but... Did anyone get it Skyrim? Felt like, it felt like a, a moronic Michael Bay sci-fi movie. Uh, yeah. And it's but fine. But you get to shoot it. But it's, you get to shoot everything. So, horde mode. Did anyone play Skyrim yet? I will not buy Skyrim uh, because I want to stay married. <laughs> and I want to keep a, a job. Uh, Skyrim will consume my entire life. It looks so fucking awesome. I told you on the Is phone. I spent an entire hour just looking at YouTube's. Uh, on of Skyrim, where the giants are bouncing people into the like sky. You watched an hour of YouTube videos. Yeah, I already watched a YouTube, uh, an hour of YouTube's on Skyrim. I, uh, Skyrim will fucking end my life, and I'm already playing the Zelda, which I like because I can put it down, and I'm okay with putting it down. Because mm-hmm. no matter what, I, 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 last week I gave you guys like a mid review. Now having played it a little bit longer, it's it's not the best Zelda game. Don't believe the reviews where people are like, oh, it's the best Zelda game ever. Those people need a best Zelda game. They want a best Zelda game. But right now, I would say that it's literally, don't get mad, Nintendo fans, on par with, with like, Twilight Princess. It's, it's, it's good. Um, some of the running around, like, anytime you want to enter a fucking temple, you got to co- collect, like, 
three pieces of a key in order to enter the damn temple. I don't want to be running around doing the monotonous quest. It's like the part in, in Twilight Princess where you're running around as a wolf collecting bugs and you just got to do that to continue the game. It was fine when I was doing it once in Twilight Princess. Now it's literally in every area of the game and I'm annoyed. It's not fun. I just want to get into the fucking temple, fuck shit up and solve some puzzles. I don't want to go on these little catch-all quests. Um, yeah! You got you got that? That's my review. Um, it is fun. Liking it, not loving it. Uh, so, Nar, you're going to be at this Geekscape party on the 19th? Totally. Okay? Don't be drunk. Um, there, is there alcohol at this party? Yeah, sure. Okay, get drunk. Yeah, have you seen Ben Dunn at these year-end things? <laughs> it takes a lot of alcohol for this kid. And he don't give a fuck. Um, so, guys, send in your, uh, your votes to matt at geekscape.net. They're due midnight on the 17th Pacific Standard Time. Vote for anything. Just vote for what your favorite stuff is, both in the five years and this past year. Do it, all right, or I'll get mad. Uh, new website's coming, all right? Uh, we're going to be back next week, and you know we're going audio. So if you're an audio listener, start subscribing to the video podcast because that's going to turn audio. We're going to keep the video podcast because it's got the most subscribers. You few audio listeners, start hopping over. All right? You, get you, mean, you mean the feed for the, the video feed. podcast? Start subscribing to the feed for the video podcast. Okay. All right? That's how you stay in the Geekscape. We'll, we'll definitely be making more announcements in the next couple weeks. Nar? Great to see you. We'll see you again soon on the 19th. Absolutely. All right? Look for us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all that. Just search for Geekscape, be our friends. And <coughs> if you're not using Google Chrome, the website's harmless. So go hang out. All right? Go hang out with us on Geekscape.net. At Nar Williams. You can follow Nar at Nar Williams. Keep him busy, right? Mm-hmm. He does that radio show once a week. Right? Otherwise, so bored. Drinking and heroin. <laughs> Dragon riding. Dragon riding. I see that. <laughs> I get that stuff. I want to fly with you. Falcor! Fucking flop, flop, like goes off for his balcony. Nar Williams and the fucking street kid. <laughs> Nar Williams and the Street Kids for MTV Radio. Hey, I'm Nar Williams. <laughs> 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 <laughs>